Yowza, 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 indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Kennedy, one half of the Five Films From podcast here. Wanted to take a second today before Todd and I get started on the episode to say thanks for listening. And to ask that if you've been enjoying the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and maybe even leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing that's going to really help us to connect with more movie-loving listeners just like you. Also, we wanted to give y'all an update on some of the stuff we're working away on for Season 2. Got a lot of good episodes lined up real soon. For example, uh, Todd's currently editing our two-part season premiere on five films from... It's actually going to be ten films from the two-part, or we're going to be doing Brian De Palma. We'll also be gonna getting into some more idiosyncratic stuff with guys like Stuart Rosenberg and Larry Cohen, as well as you know real Hollywood legends like Robert Altman and fan favorites like John Landis and Tony Scott. Again, be sure to subscribe so you can be among the first to hear all of our newest five films from content as soon as it drops. Totally. Lastly, if you're still listening, <laughs> be sure to be on the lookout for our upcoming Patreon feed. We'll be offering all kinds of bonus episodes, things like double features, commentary tracks, etc. 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 And special things like five films from directors who have only made one film and five films from the 70s disaster movie genre. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of things lined up, good things on the horizon for FFF. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. With Mac Kennedy and Todd Edmondson. All right, we're back with our number five film from Ted Koch of Switching Channels. 1988 movie, Kathleen Turner, Burt Reynolds, Christopher Reeve. Christy Colloran for Satellite News Network here in downtown Chicago, covering stories the world over, 24 hours a day. Uh, it's a remake of the of the an adaptation rather of the play The Front Page, which right. has previously been made into a movie several times. Before, several times, isn't that yeah, right? yeah, 30s and uh, 70s with Jack Walter Lemmon Matthew, and Walter right? Was that a Billy Wilder movie? It was movie? a Billy Wilder okay. movie. Yeah, that's a good version. And too. then also His Girl Friday is the same plot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. same basic plot. Okay. Cary Grant yeah. and Catherine Hepburn. Rosalind Russell. Rosalind Russell. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, the the uh, we were saying that this movie is 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 really a vehicle for Kathleen Turner, who's yeah. who's good. It, you know, it, uh, what's the line in um, in my favorite year? Peter O'Toole he plays a, a a kind of a um, an Errol Flynn type um, character who says he quotes Ed, Edmund, uh, great British actor from the stage from the early centuries. Uh, Tragedy is easy, comedy is hard. Mm -hmm. And she does a good job. Very funny um, with like just rapid dialogue. Like the, yeah, that yeah. sort of like screwball <clears throat> movie, like His Girl Friday, would like she really does a good job doing that. Like, yeah. And her and Burt Reynolds and Christopher Reeve all bounce off each other really well. Yeah, it really works. Yeah. Burt uh, doesn't take over the movie, and and uh, he, but he's really good as the uh, he's a satellite network owner. It's clearly like a dig at Ted Turner. Yeah, yeah. They um, even yeah, the, even like having a mustache, it kind of looks like Ted yeah, Turner. Yeah, I think it's really funny, and and it's just chaotic. It's about getting ratings or on 24-7. The whole beginning of the movie, the opening of the movie is really nice because she's just doing all of these stories and just... 
having just sleep. all these horrible <laughs> things happen to him, and it's just like anything is news. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a shot in that very beginning opening where it's her and another newscaster like at the desk, and she's asleep, and this guy's just sigging <laughs> it up. He's taking big drags, <laughs> yeah. and then like they, they say start counting the air, down. Yeah, and it, <laughs> he's it waving the smoke. Kathleen has to wake wakes her up, up, and she goes, "This is 4 a.m. on SNN." <laughs> <laughs> SNN, too, even as a CNN type logo. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Satellite News Network. Yep. The running gag where they have to go out and, and kick one of the satellite dishes. <laughs> this is off registration. That is funny, Which yeah. clearly not the way you do it, but it is funny as hell. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, she she starts laughing at the president plays the kazoo in the middle of the... <laughs> I mean, this is Ronald Reagan just plays the kazoo, I guess. 15,000 students from all 50 states will be joined electronically to play Dark Town Strutter's Ball on the kazoo for the President of the United States. The President, as you know, is a former kazoo player and may wish to join in. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute here. We're doing a story about 15,000 kazoo players and the President of the United States. <laughs> I think my ex-wife is cracking up. And the owner apparently calls Burt Reynolds in the in the you know in his office is like she didn't need a vacation and he goes okay she needs a vacation yeah <laughs> right after that that was the thing and then when she's on vacation is where she meets Christopher Reeve yeah uh, who plays this rich guy who like is an heir to I guess a sporting goods fortune yeah or something yeah like he's that. running the whole sporting goods yeah, the biggest sporting goods company. do you remember how they met. Yeah, she uh, loses her canoe paddle. <laughs> well, before that, when oh, she yeah. burned his American <laughs> Express card, which, you know, that's a thing that happens, right? That's the way people meet. <laughs> Accidentally burn someone's credit card. They give they give everybody, yeah, they give every people who checks in a, a, a candle for some reason, and she sets it down and sets fire to his, yeah. his credit card. Yeah, it's really funny. Really funny, yeah. Yeah, and he's a perfect kind of plastic uh, yuppie... Uh, sweater wearing, always worrying about his hair. Yeah. Um, there's even a joke in later with Burt Reynolds ribs him mercilessly about everything. Right, what Kathleen Turner would call him darling, and Burt will always respond like they respond at the same time. You really want me to do it, darling? Yes. yes. I gotta stop doing that. Me, Sully, he does. Because like, they yes. were married previously yeah. and they work together, but they're now divorced. And uh, yeah, and Burt's really jealous. And yeah, they're going, uh, they got engaged and, and now they're back at this thing. Basically, she's going to quit the news station, or she says she is, in favor of going to New York and working on a talk show uh, while and marrying Christopher Reeve. But Bert does not want that to happen because she's a great reporter and also, like, he needs her. And there's this huge story about, uh, about a, a guy who killed a drug dealer who turned out to be an undercover cop. Um, but his son was a drug addict, uh, played by um, the Henry Gibson. The killer played by Henry, Henry Gibson. Gibson. Henry Gibson. Great. great and it's Henry really Gibson. wild because you don't know. You don't know it's him as, as she she gets um, she gets into interviewing him um, because she you know she knows everybody everything about even about the warden and nobody. Uh, Ned Beatty is the guy running for governor. Who uh, uh, my note here about Ned Beatty is. Ned Beatty constantly eating and constantly <laughs> holding back from cursing. And oh my God, when he calls her, when he calls Kathleen Turner, that 
female reporter. Just like so badly wants to like use other words. Like, really it, harsh. It's very yeah. funny. One of our all-time favorites here, I think yeah. Ned Beatty. He's, Ned. he's great. Oh, God. He's so great in yeah. this, too. He's over the top. I think like any movie, like it's almost a rule that on any episode we do, I don't know if we did it on the first episode, but I feel like going forward... There's going to be either a, a Dennehy, a Ned Beatty, or a Charles Durning, at least, yeah, in every yeah. single one of these. It yeah. seems like it, yeah, It yeah. seems like it. It's just, they were just, they were grabbing all the, all the supporting just roles. kind of like gruff, but also really funny guys. Now, the real governor, um... Charles Kimbrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murphy Brown. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, he's perfect. Completely useless. Just a guy worried only about his polls and stuff like that. Yeah, Uh, yeah. There's a moment where he's in the governor's mansion, and it's like it shows his. (laughs) This cracks me up so hard. (laughs) When his like butler comes up to him, and he's watching just the news on TV while like Pat like just. Uh, paddling on a, a rowing machine or whatever, or like an electric bicycle, yeah. and the the butler just says to him, "Your Gatorade, Governor." <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why, but that was some killer <laughs> shit. That was so funny, <laughs> and uh, that made the whole movie for me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That ca- that cast uh, that sort of like kind the, of the, well, you know, like I love an empty shirt politician in a movie. We talked about that last week. Yeah, and just exactly. How totally nothing everything they say is. We've been discussing this thing for months. I think I'll pardon it. Well, maybe it depends on so many factors. Governor, I've had Wayne keep track of the telephone calls coming in. Here are the numbers. Uh Uh-huh. We have 367 to pardon and one two to kill. No, I'm sure of it. Right? Very shrewd. What I loved the, the 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 people around the people around Ned Beatty's camp, the campaign workers, and the people around the governor, his advisors. Uh, Bullworth was great for that, mm-hmm. showing showing the what goes on advising and the candidate a politician too, and the yeah, candidate sure. too. Exactly, um, that um, these guys. Or, or uh, you know, and the thing of it is, they're using Henry Gibson. They want to be tough on crime, they right? Tough and on they're crime. using him as basically a political football. Exactly right. And yeah. um, and that's why Turner wants the interview so, or why Bert wants the interview so yeah, bad. And yeah, he sends yeah. Kathleen to go get it. Yeah. He stra- what does he buy? He buys every seat on every plane flight. Says so she can't leave. Says so she can't leave yeah. town. I want you to book every seat on every airline. Go to New York in the next twenty-four hours. Sully, that'll take all day. First you put the White Sox, then you book the Cubs, then you book every employee at ABC News. I'll be at the restaurant. You know how to get me. Well, then you gotta put me on the election. This assignment is so special, it makes the election look like the opening of Al Capone's vault. I ain't a man with a strong journalistic background. Sigenthaler, I need you. <laughs> Sully, I majored in phys ed. Perfect. You won't run out of breath. Chicago, by the way, they make a lot of Chicago references in this movie. I think a lot of it was not shot in Chicago. <laughs> I noticed at the end that some of it was shot in Miami. It yeah, didn't say uh, where. Uh, I don't know yet. And definitely Canada, too. Take out Jeff, Canadian guy. She's right. a lot of his movies in Canada, I'd yeah. imagine. The Miami part I didn't recognize, although it could have been. There was a uh, beach at the end. That could have been There it. was a volcano, but I'm sure that was a uh, that was a, yeah, volcano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Albert Whitlock mat, 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 matted that one in, but then it did explode, too. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. That's but a good yeah, one. Yeah. I think they shot it in a couple different places in Canada, and then some maybe exteriors in Chicago, but there are a lot of things where 
the production design is almost working overtime on the Chicago that it's like, there's no way this is real. <laughs> like, you got like bullshit and like in every single shot where it's like cluttered and kind of stupid looking. And it just, it just, like, it, it, sometimes you'll notice a movie that, you know, I doubt it was actually shot in that place if it's all buildings and all the walls are just cluttered with stuff. <laughs> What's hilarious is that the original stage play was, of course, about the newspaper business. Yeah. And so this is about satellite uh, news, but yet the. The key scenes at the end are shot in a in a newspaper yeah, office. That's that yeah. really other than a, a copy machine. It's all old typewriters and yeah, bullshit. That's true. It's really goofy. Um, Henry Gibson is, uh, you know, what happens is he escapes. Um, they were going to televise his electrocution uh, live, and and all these all these newspaper reporters are all plugged into the same outlet. <laughs> so the minute they hit the electric chair, the the breakers crap out and then henry gets an escapes yeah and she hides because he's a disciple of houdini is he yeah yeah you know today is it's houdini's birthday it's really really cleverly done and it, and again it's a redone story but um yeah it's it's uh some of those newspaper reporters in that uh room too are also really funny yeah. like there's the one other uh like the lady newspaper reporter there and she's got on her desk, I took a, I just wanted to, I took an inventory of all the production design on her desk. She's got a bottle of Jim Beam, a <laughs> bottle of Jack Daniels, a roll of Rolaids, and a pack of Newports. <laughs> what an awesome desk. Yeah. Old school. Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. I can tell you that. Well, one of the guys uh, I noticed right away in, in uh, one of Bert's, uh, co-workers, his minions. These he's got all these young guys around him, who uh, he just says, uh, "Go buy up all the plane tickets." You know, <laughs> go do this. Go just do constantly that. yelling at these guys on the phone. Yeah. So one of the production assistants is Tony Rosado from Second City TV. Uh, he kind of came in uh, at the end of the Canadian run. Hmm. He was a Canadian actor, which would make sense. The movie, a yeah. lot of this, I think, was shot in Canada. Right. So that was cool to see cool. him. Uh, I saw other people I sort of recognized, but I didn't really like, know. Like, who was the guy who owned the station? That guy who was constantly drinking out of his cane shot glass. I, yeah, I don't know guy? who that guy was. Yeah. I should have looked him up, and I had He's, no freaking idea. He said that he wanted a station that was all smut all the time, didn't he? Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'd say you both did it. Who's this? Themistocles Burger. He owns Burger Broadcasting. <laughs> Doesn't look like Hitler. You're fired. That was great journalism. Girl, only thing is that you have to use that word. She's leaving us, Max. What do you mean? I'm going to marry this man. You can't marry him. He doesn't have a job. What do you mean? I just fired him. It's time to go, dear. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's really a good send-up of the of the 24-hour news um, people, and you know, just news in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. The, and, and I've been in I've been in freelance news situations where all the correspondents you would know would have known, especially back in the 80s when I was doing it. Um, You'd see, oh, that's the NBC guy with his, yeah. with his trench coat. And then uh, I was working for a CBS, and there's one particular thing. ABC, I forget who. Oh, I I remember ABC. He, uh, I'm not going to say who it is, but <laughs> he's the one who, he had this, I'm up, I'm, I'm up before everyone, and I stay up later than everyone. Well, he didn't get up early enough. One morning, missed a satellite link. <laughs> it was really funny. That sounds because you're in you're in, you're in South America. You don't. 
transship tape, uh, you got a uplink. Just and he a, totally on the blew, moment, yeah. Totally okay, blew wow. uplink. <laughs> like in broadcast news, right? Yeah, yeah they yeah. do that whole thing. That's really interesting. Yeah. It had to be done just in the moment. Yeah. Cool. And you got to get up at that. You get your five minutes of uplink time. Sure. And it costs a fucking fortune, and you don't get a redo. You're either. a dipshit for life That's at that right. point. Yeah. yeah. Everybody wow. knew it too. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, that is crazy. Well, yeah, the news. Uh, that it's 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 a fun comedy. Um, the music by Lachelle, Michelle Legrand, which I thought was really nice because it, it could have been uh, it could have been handed over to whoever did. We were going to talk about Split Image, how bad the music yeah, was. Yeah, I don't remember, but yeah, we that music remember. was not great. No, uh, it could have been turned over to a goofy synthesizer, right? You know, uh, an thing. off-brand Faltemeyer. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't. So yeah, cool. Um, good uh, movie though. Couple, good. yeah, couple other things about the movie, like. Uh, I wanted to mention, just because they were notes I took, did you feel like it was sometimes kind of tonally uh, uh, so strange and that the Henry Gibson scenes are, like, legitimately really intense and not funny at all, most of yeah, them? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it really goes to some harrowing places and then will immediately just be slapstick right after. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I'm not... I, I guess I like it. I appreciate it. It's just weird and jarring. And, oh, and... Would you share some of your thoughts with us, Ike? Well, now I know what it's like to be without hope. All those months, I, I kept thinking, they're not going to kill me. All I wanted was my boy back. But now I know they are going to kill me. Not a comedy Yeah, here, no, it was folks. like, and it was obviously like, you know, movies frequently will have dramatic moments in an otherwise funny movie, but it got very grim for about 15 <laughs> minutes, and I was like... This is actually a fucking yeah. bummer. Yeah, yeah, Henry Gibson, you know, is a... a is, He's a great actor. He is, yeah. Known nice. for comedy a lot, but obviously yeah, like not he, here. He cut his teeth on laughing. Yeah. Um, Blues and, Brothers, also funny movies. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, him Nashville. And Ned, him and Ned Beatty are both in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's so good in Nashville. He's just a ta- harsh taskmaster. Uh, well, anyway, sort of celebrity. Uh, that, like, that's a really good point. Airhead, yeah. I, I think that's the sympathy of the trying to get the governor to pardon him. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's that's what was on a, a, the TV. And there was a Ned good little Beatty, montage of yeah. Ned Beatty wants him to get electrocuted, so he figures yeah. that'll get him governor. The Th- governor there's said. a good little montage too of people reacting to that broadcast. Where yeah. Just, yeah. Like these people who are just like look pretty like coded as poor in like the Hollywood way like a lot of kids a lot of noise they're eating junk food and she's on the phone and is like you can tell the governor that if he doesn't pardon him he's going to lose the yuppie boy yeah I, I love that yeah, so yeah. there's a guy in his bathtub just like a huge guy in this undersized bathtub a lot of just just funny visual jokes in that montage and they all call yeah. the yeah. they all call the governor's office it, to get like, action yeah. you gotta and he he plans on pardoning him, <laughs> and then the uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know the plot hole is kind of the 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 warden of the prison is so compromised that Ned Beatty has something on him that it gets them to move the ex- execution it up. It gets it's a really little weird. sweaty at the end. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a little bit like there's a lot of moving parts, and it's almost I think in their adaptation of the front page, and also in their sort of like just kind of a lot of jokes about news. And this like heavy duty execution story with Henry Gibson, there were, I, 
I love it's a very funny movie. I think there are probably too many cooks in the kitchen a little bit though, in terms yeah. of like it was kind of too many movies at once. Yeah, like, and, yeah, and yeah. near the end is when you really felt that. I think it started kind of wait, what is this? Is this a thriller or like a goofy thing? Like yeah, it got goofy, it got thrilling, it got uh, political even. Yeah, it's sort and of like I, uh, I liked each and every one of the elements, but it was almost like there was not enough of any single one of them that the movie to felt make a it little, one way or the other. Little, yeah. The movie felt a little schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's just. But I, if you want a schizophrenic uh, comedy and Kathleen Turner is very good stuff in it, in it. Yeah, 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 a lot of funny stuff in it. And uh, if Bert's not always great, I don't know who. Yeah, is. I want to talk about Bert uh, even just a few minutes because he's you know an all-time favorite of mine, and we're gonna probably do at least one or two episodes on Bert. One or two hundred. Uh, I'd like to absolutely. do a movie just on Bert as a director. There's a lot of cool movies there. I'm down. For um, that. Yeah, he's, which uh, yeah, it's Sharky's Machine, another one with Charles Durning, so that would pass the test of the of the Durning Denny Vady test. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ned Beatty's office in, uh, or not Ned Beatty's office, but when the power goes out and all the people have their lighters. Uh, uh, to, yeah, did yeah. you notice that he had like this enormous Zippo flame and like yeah, powered like a over everybody, which reminded me of Jock Crawford in Wake and Fright when he <laughs> off, when he first lit the cigarette, and it was it's. In Wake and Fright, it was like a real symbol of like how aggressive this hospitality is. It's big flame in your face. Yeah, yeah. And then in here, it was like a symbol of just how like Ned Beatty's inflated sort of sense of ego and sense of law and order or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Just a funny, like very small visual metaphor that is in two it, different Ted Koch movies. Almost sets the warden's yeah. hair on fire. Yeah, that's right, yeah. At one point. And did, did you see what his campaign uh, uh, slogan says? Uh, get like, me. Get even. <laughs> <laughs> He, yeah, he's very vindictive, and he's he's using all of his political capital and all of the dirt he has on everybody. And I don't know what he uh, what what is what is his. He's a state's attorney. He's I a think. state's yeah. attorney, and he's yeah, really Chicagoing up his voice too. He's yeah, really going yeah. into that like the Paris almost. <laughs> <laughs> He's so great. Yeah, uh, just, yeah, an all-time favorite. Yeah. Also, uh, was in another movie I mentioned earlier. He got game, which I watched the other day. He played the warden in that movie. Oh, there you That's go. That's a cool movie. We should. Yeah. We're gonna have to do Spike Lee at some point. Yeah, Spike. Yeah. Spike's uh, definitely. An awesome filmmaker. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Want to hear a crazy tangent? Sure. Uh, Spike Lee and Oliver Stone were classmates in Martin Scorsese's film class. I didn't know Isn't that. Isn't that wild? That in the is 70s really at wild. NYU. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that nuts? That's Diploma great. and Scorsese were teaching film classes like before they were even famous directors. Somebody's got to teach these people, I yeah, guess, it's right? Really cool. I mean, I guess he had already made some movies, but yeah, he was not. Probably around the same time that fucking Ted Kotcheff heard how much he loved Wake and Pray was when he was teaching this <laughs> class. Yeah, there probably, you go. Probably mid 70s, yeah. yeah. Well, well, and funny, uh, and, and it's funny how both of the Michael Ritchie and Ted Koch, we both talked about how much they cut their teeth on early television. Yeah. And Ted was saying, uh, you know, we were talking about other Canadian directors, Robert Altman, uh, Robert Aldrich, a John lot Frank of... John Frankenheimer's uh, a big yeah. TV guy. A lot of, that's, a, that's a guy we can In do. fact, Ted um, apparently did um, Law and Order for a long time, the TV that, show. Af- that's right. He, after uh, after, after his... he had made movies, I guess he was like one of the main directors for SVU in the early mm-hmm. seasons. Yeah, He's yeah. He's still alive, by the way. Ted, keep kicking it, man. Yeah, Age man, 91. 91. Good, Good for, for you, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool guy. A lot of good interviews with him as well, if you can uh, seek him out online. The Projection Booth podcast has a couple good interviews with him. One mm. about Wake and Fright. Mm-hmm. And another about another one of his movies, one of his most famous movies that we have not talked about. Maybe we'll talk about it. Uh, well, we certainly will talk about it in our sort of best of the rest kind of thing we do at the end. 
Um, what do you think? Do you have anything else about switching channels, or do you want to talk about the rest no, of the movies? No, it's uh, it's 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 just a good comedy, uh, you know, with uh, with a great cast. Yeah, it that's is. A, it's a fun movie. A great cast. Fun. All right. But yeah. Cool. Let's, let's see real quick before we close out. Let's do a rundown of maybe some of Ted's other movies because the guy was a very prolific filmmaker very. Uh, and made some movies. Very diverse filmmaker. Made all kinds of movies. Let's run through a couple other ones uh, that we did not talk about. He made a movie called Uncommon Valor with Gene Hackman, which is a war movie I've not seen. He made, uh, uh, well, First Blood is probably his biggest movie that we did not talk about. Yeah, that came out the same month as Split Image, and that's a movie obviously there's a lot of discourse on. That's the other interview with um, Ted Kotcheff that the Projection Ruth does. Some other movies, yeah, uh, something called Folks with uh, Tom Selleck, uh, something called Joshua Then and Now, which is another Jimmy Woods. Now, I saw that one of his earliest, earliest films, which I've seen. Oh, yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. Was, um, the uh, Apprenticeship of Daddy, Daddy Kravitz. Kravitz. I've not seen it. Very early Richard Dreyfuss. Very yeah, early. right out. It was what he made immediately following Wake and Fright, too, and it sounds really interesting. Yeah, I was just a, reading about it. Yeah, that's when everybody realized that um, Richard Dreyfuss was really good. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like before Jaws, or maybe was it maybe before American Graffiti even, or at least right around the right same around time. Right around the same time. Yeah. Right, might be might be right before. And then another, you know, he's, several other movies too. That I something Who is Killing the Great Chefs of Europe, which no, I the, don't know. That's another, another George, George Siegel. Yeah. George Siegel, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Weekend at Bernie's. Haven't uh, yeah, that's another just kind of seemingly out of nowhere movie for him. But like Ted made all <laughs> kinds of shit, and he tended to make it pretty well. Yeah, he yeah. Br- as you said, Ted can bring it. Ted can bring it, and I don't want to say made. I want to say makes because he's still alive. <laughs> all right, we love you, Ted. Yeah.